0: Welcome to the Beers and Ears Podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into the Beers and Ears Podcast. I am back from my vacation.
1: hear what I hear. It's Matt. It's Matt. He's back from his vacay and we love that we hear that voice. It's Matt. It's Matt. Welcome well, yes. back, my friend.
0: Yeah, best. <laughs> welcome. I'm back. You know, I, I was on vacation. I was in Florida. Unfortunately, not at Disney. Not Disney. <laughs> yeah, not Disney. Um, I, it almost feels like against some type of like principle that I'm in Florida, but not, uh, you know, at disney i was in the southern part know, though so it would have been yeah. a it would have been a hike but that's uh awesome. nonetheless, I'm actually just we're at in we're at in florida uh sanibel um my okay. father-in-law has uh some friends that had a house there and uh for the past couple years for christmas um he said you know i'll pay for your flights to come down that's my gift nice. to you. so you know free just, flights uh, free housing
1: booked uh, a listener of the pod. Hi, Jason. Uh, him and his family are going down to Clearwater uh, in nice. June. So that was a fun little, little book. Yeah. Beautiful resort at the, the Wyndham Grand Resort. So Woo. that was exciting. That's why I was asking. I'm getting to know, getting to know Florida beyond just Orlando because there's oh, you know, yeah, a lot yeah. more down there. It's
0: like, so. wait
1: a minute. There's like, stuff in
0: Orlando in Florida? I am
1: so excited. I just booked my first sandals booking ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, with Jason. Um, and oh my God, they're going for their anniversary to the Royal S- sandals, Royal Barbados. Woo! You want to talk about beautiful resort, man. This thing is just absolutely gorgeous. So, but, uh, but today, um, so Matt, uh, you didn't get a chance to participate in the Epic announcement last week. Um, I know you probably listened to it. my question to you is, what do you think about Universal, man, and, like, where they're going in this announcement? I mean, did this kind of rang the bell of everybody in the theme park world last last month?
0: I mean, we've been saying this on the pod for the past couple months now, where, like, it used to be Disney was Big Brother. This actually is following a very, like, you know, Big Brother, Little Brother type thing, where You've got older sibling that, you know, was just the dominating force of the family. And then over time, uh, you know, things kind of evened out. And now, I mean, you in my mind, you could make the argument that Universal is on par or even in some cases better than Disney. Um, I'm not saying that I would agree with that argument, but I think there is a legitimate argument to be had there. Um, I mean, the new park they announced has something for everyone. Like, you know, the whole like Universal Monsters type thing. You've got the How to Train Your Dragon stuff. I've been seeing some of the like ride um testing of all this stuff, and I mean, it looks really cool. And the big thing about this is this is a reason to Plan a vacation. Like, the problem that I've had with what Disney's done in the past, you know, five years is it's all been little tiny ride re-themes or one new thing opening up here. It's hard for me to plan a trip when, okay, so I'm going down and paying all this money and taking time off to go see one thing. Um, Whereas with this, it's now like, holy cow, I can go down and I can see a whole new land plus the other two parks. It, It just, I... I, I was I was blown away by it and kind of, you know, I I think that I think that it 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 caught the attention of a lot of people.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that one. And um, I know what we're going to talk about today, kind of what you said right before we started recording that this was their answer to that. But I don't see that. I, I really don't. I I think Disney um I, there, there's there's a lot going on at disney right now that has me worried um i was commenting on the um the uh, um wdw podcast a radio show podcast page of the day someone had made the comment um basically the concept was is disney too big for any one person to manage at this point i've been saying that for a while disney is too big disney mm-hmm is too big and even someone the caliber of a bob Iger, who as i've praised on this podcast before is probably the single most positively consequential ceo in disney's history i don't think any one person can do this and i think it is legitimately time for disney and the board of directors at disney to say you know what we've got to create some kind of a business structure that allows individual ceos of these units to do their things there needs to be an individual ceo of parks and resorts not a divisional vice president not a president an actual ceo who has full autonomy to operate parks and 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 an individual ceo who has full autonomy to operate um the movie studio um i think they need to cut I think they need to cut Disney Plus altogether. They can do what they can do in Hulu. I really think they can do that. I just, I think that we're in a period right now where they've just, there's too much for any one person. And I think what I like about Universal is Universal looked at Disney and said, we cool, we got this. We're going to do our thing over here. We don't need to be, we don't need to beat Disney. We just need to compete in our own little world. Yeah. And that's what they're doing. They've gone out and gotten ip some of it is their own some of it is not and they're using it harry potter is not their ip jurassic world is their ip uh uh, how to train your dragon is their ip monsters is their ip super nintendo is not their ip but they recognize the popularity of it and so um yeah disney i'm Yay, we've got some sequels coming. Cool. Like, yeah,
0: well, and it's it's the same stuff I'm, that we've been I'm, promised in the in the past. Because so, if you don't know what we're talking about, the Q one call um, uh, happened. You know, Bob Iger and all the you know higher ups did this, and overall they painted a very positive picture of the part of 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 the company. However, the one thing is, it's again, it's these promises that are like high in the sky type things. It's we're going to invest a lot of money into every single Disney park. And it's like okay that sounds awesome but that could be everything from new rides to we're repainting every ride to we're building more hotels to we're like that that's such an ambiguous non-promise if you really think about it like it's it's like oh we're going to do this but ultimately it's it's like universal came out with here it is here's what we're doing um and disney was like I we're think- just going to invest some money I
1: think part of the problem is that Disney has lost track of who their audience is. I think they're so focused on the shareholder is their audience that they've forgotten that the guest is also their audience. Universal's like, no, the guest is our audience. Yeah. It'll be cool for, for, for our shareholders to get a return on their investment. I'm sure that's part of it, but they talk to their audience. Disney does not do that. And I say this as somebody who sells Disney as somebody who loves, yeah, it Disney. still loves Disney. This nope. is,
0: you know, not like a, I'm jumping ship or anything like that. It just no. is, it's yet again, just this ambiguous promise of things. And don't get me wrong, like, again, the sequels, and we're going to talk about them in a little bit here. Very, very fun. You know, these are some of the best IPs that they have, but it very much comes off as, all right, we don't really know what to do, but we know these three things work. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, exactly. we're just going to, we're doing these three well, things.
1: You know, and here's the thing, and as we transition to talking about these sequels, I there's been a, a, a rash of backlash online about can't Disney do anything original? Can't di- Disney has done original the last three movies, yes, they have done have been original. Wish was a spectacular movie, but you chose not to go see it. Yep. So So what do you expect Disney to do other than to go back to the well? And I hear people saying, oh, I hope they don't screw up Frozen 3. Well, they didn't screw up Frozen 2. Frozen 2 was the number one animated movie of all time until Super Mario Brothers came along. So clearly there's a demand for it. I'm not as sold on the idea of Toy Story 5 as I thought Toy Story 4 Wrapped everything up in a nice little bow, kind of like people thought Toy Story 3 wrapped everything up in a nice little bow. I liked Four. I know other people, not so much, but <laughs> since they've already gone down that road, yeah,
0: they've, yeah, why you not? can't turn back now. I, I'm gonna, I, I want to, you know, I want to echo exactly what you just said. I, I, because it needs to be said again. All the people that are whining about how Disney doesn't do anything original, and then when they do something original, you don't go see it. And all you do is criticize it. This doesn't. If you if you want, and this is not just Disney, if you want movie studios and entertainment companies to keep putting out original content, you have to commit to go see it because otherwise i mean i'm sorry that's just good business if you were in disney's position and you went well we could make a we could spend a ton of money and make a movie that's going to flop or we could we could uh spend a ton of money and make a movie that probably is going to be one of the top grossing animated films of all time based on the history huh which one do you think we're going to do <laughs> like it, it's so like with wish it, like is a perfect example of people sandbag that movie for really no reason at all. And other than just like, Oh, this, the animation style isn't good. Well, Hey, if you had like, I don't know, like looked into why they did that animation style, you would have been okay. Um, and then just like, Oh, I don't want to go see it because it's not, I don't know it. And I just, it's ridiculous. So stop getting on Disney and any movie studio for doing sequels. If you're not going to go see the original content.
1: Exactly. Absolutely. All right, so what are we doing today,
0: Matt? So I, I pitched this idea. I thought it'd be kind of fun because, so um, Moana 2 was announced and I actually think this is very interesting and this might be a whole nother pod of, have I misjudged Moana? Um, because this was going to be a straight to Disney Plus series, but um, you know, mm-hmm. it instead got a release date of, of theatrical release and a little bit of a plot with it. Um, and apparently the teaser trailer was just like shattered records of like views in 24 hours or something like that. So... Um, uh, or maybe not shattered records, but I know had a lot of views. Um, but the three movies that were announced that we really don't know a whole lot about are Zootopia 2, Frozen 3, and Toy Story 5. And so I thought it'd be kind of fun to kind of do a game of predict the plot, And Mm -hmm. so, you know, and this is we're not going to give you like a script or anything like that, but like yeah, we don't have any inside knowledge by any means. No, this is all just a where do you think they're going to go? Where do you want to see them go? What storyline do you think would be the most interesting? Like, you know, just kind of, you know, just just kind of feel it out. And then uh, as an advantage, we have this on the record because we are recording this on February 11th. 2024 at 1231 p.m. Central Time. And I'm saying that because then if Disney announces something in like three hours, I can say, no, 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 (laughs) we recorded before that. Uh, (laughs) uh, uh, We have a record of how right we were or wrong. All right.
1: I know. I absolutely love this idea. Um which one do we want to start with first, do, Matt? Do you
0: have a feeling of, of how we want to start? Probably Zootopia?
1: Yeah, I think Zootopia. I think that's the one I am probably least excited about to be honest with you. So, I mean, why don't it, you start?
0: Okay. So, um I think that they go with um I think they go with a um another like mystery case type thing. I think like mm-hmm. that buddy cop thing worked really, really well. Yep. Um, and I think now, uh, now they're going, they're going to kind of lean into that some more, but um, I think there's gotta be some kind of like uh, uh, uh personal connection to a case. Um, like somebody's like Nick Wilde's brother or dad is involved and, and he was a con artist, which is how Nick Wilde kind of got into this. And it's the, you know, age old story of gotta, you know, Hey, this is now not who I am. And I have to, you know, I'm trying to be cool with my dad, but, or brother or relative, but you know, this is not who I am anymore. Um, uh, and so I, but I think it's another like mystery thing. Um, or you know, kind of like a you know uh, someone's framed somebody's dad or brother or cousin or relative, um, and they have to work on clearing the name. I just th- I, there's got to there's to me there's like a personal connection to a case that really causes one of the characters, whether it's Nick or Judy, to kind of have to uh, go through it. But the 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 beautiful thing about Zootopia is these different you know sectors, and that's what you want. You want something that shows off all of the different sectors um you know they did that they did a really nice job in the first one where it's like there was a there was a time where they spent in the jungle one there was a time they spent in the frozen tundra with the you know the dawn of Mm -hmm. of zootopia and there were times that they spent in the little lemming land and so that's what you need is you need some kind of like huge case that brings you across all of zootopia and I wouldn't be surprised because the first one was a very big social commentary whether they try to kind of go the social commentary route again.
1: Yeah, maybe, you know what though? I, I think we're also in a very different environment than we were when that first one came out and True. social commentary may not necessarily be something they want to go with. You know how Disney's too woke and da, 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 da. I could see I, I do like the idea of the buddy cop. Um and, and I don't even know if they could I don't even know if they could um, play on this. I guess, theoretically, if they were to go social commentary, this could be a play. I think a good old-fashioned murder mystery could be fun. Yeah. You know? Like, and again, murder for kids, okay, probably not the best thing, but, you know, like like um, extinction mystery. Maybe there's a particular, there's a particular animal species that's going extinct and they've got to find out what's causing that. Like almost, and maybe it could be, maybe it could be something like murder on the oriented express or something where they're on a train or something, you know? Oh, I like
0: it that it's like maybe, Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Almost like to the level of like a clue, like a whodunit. Right. Mm -hmm. It's kind of, they did, it was similar as what they did with this. I mean, I guess, I mean, at the end of the day the last one was kind of about drugs anyway so i mean <laughs> you really think about it i guess murder I mean, is not that far of a leap Yeah, because but... i mean they definitely played on breaking bad like <laughs> yeah yeah but i think like a murder mystery or a who done it it still gives you that 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 buddy cop feel another way they could go with it too that i think could be a lot of fun would be if they kind of took a a satirical approach on on the buddy cop movie you got a little bit of lethal weapon in there you got a little bit of beverly hills cop in there you get a little bit of um fast and the furious in there maybe i I don't know i think there's the thing that made zootopia a lot of fun is that they in a lot of ways made fun of with easter eggs other movies mm-hmm. i think there's a way for them to do that as well yeah. but i think a mur- I think a murder mystery plot line could be a lot of fun and they could be, again make it an extinction mystery there's a yeah. there's a particular animal species that's going extinct and and on the endangered species list and they've got to figure out why what's causing mm-hmm. it or something you know
0: um environmental um, disaster you could yeah. go like a refugee route that you know some you know you have to you know get get these people acclimated to a new climate, whatever, Mm -hmm. something like that. I guess- Oh, oh,
1: and instead of- having shakira as like the i think it was shakira as the main yeah. like the, the gazelle taylor swift no taylor swift <laughs> figure out a way to get taylor swifted there as a particular yes. she, she a swifty i don't even know there's got to be an animal that's got a nickname of a swifty somewhere you could figure that out so uh okay, um, hang on hang but... on i gotta look this up <laughs> uh okay hang on
0: uh animal well, first, with nickname swift first of all what is taylor swift's favorite animal, animal. <laughs> okay uh, she loves cats. So oh, maybe maybe oh, there's a cat. Okay. Um, yeah, well here you know. let's
1: see is, is is what what animal <laughs> is called a swifty. Let's see here. Oh, there <laughs> is a bird. There is a bird oh, called really? a swift. Yes. yes. So she okay, let's see what this thing looks like. Uh oh she kind of looks like a Taylor Swift too. Okay. All right. Lie. All
0: right. We're here yeah. for it.
1: Yeah. So we could have a Taylor Swift bird as the main, like uh, yeah, there it, it is. I'm pretty it. sure Shakira in some legal trouble in Spain right now. I don't know. I'm pretty Whatever, sure I heard that. Whenever. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: um, um, oh okay. I guess most important question here for like the uh, depths of the internet um, our, uh, one of the big, uh, Disney couples is like that. People want to have happen is Nick and Judy Hopps. Um, please do not Google, uh, oh, oh. <laughs> Nick and Judy Hopps artwork. Don't do it. Nope, Just trust nope, that it's there. Nope. Just don't do it. No. Nope. Uh, do, do you think they keep them as like the buddy cop friends? Or do you think that there's maybe a love a, a romance aspect? What do you think? Do you want to see that? I I like I think there's something healthy
1: about two individuals not having to be in a romantic relationship especially when they're two individuals of, of two different genders like oftentimes I think there's the stereotype of two people who are two two characters that are of opposite gender should always fall in love or whatever I think there's something healthy about a friendship between these two individuals i think it's i think it's smart i i i think keep it as is i don't i don't want to see them together no. i'm with
0: you that i i like what disney has done in uh really like the past five to ten years with relationships where you've got to <laughs> be
1: talking out about both sides of my mouth in a minute on this one well by the way, you know so.
0: but you've got um but you've got this you know again this like but uh, opposite gender relationship that is not romantic You've got for Maui and Moana, you have a mentor mentee relationship, yep, yep, that's a good yep. relationship frozen, you've
1: got the sister relationship exactly yes.
0: in in um um in Kanto, you've got this familial connection of you know uh of relationships and the intertangled web that's that um mm-hmm. you know like that's. I like that they're focusing on other relationships other than a romantic one, because there are so many other fulfilling types of relationships out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Romantic ones are fine. I myself am in a romantic relationship and it is very fulfilling, but um, uh, uh, there's also other relationships in my life that are also very fulfilling. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I think
1: Zootopia Again, I think it's the one I'm least excited about. And I had so much fun with Zootopia when it came out. It just feels like it's been so long that I've forgotten about those characters. And for the most part, they have not gotten a lot of love in the parks. Disneyland is the exception. They do have quite a bit of of love out there. There's a character meet and greet at California Adventure and and stuff like that. But I I just, I don't know. I think if they do well with this, it gives them an excuse to bring it into the parks,
0: uh, which I would love. Internationally, like you just opened yes, Shanghai, yes, and man, yeah. I'm I'm looking at that's one of those things that I look at and I go, that in Animal Kingdom right now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just just you want to like. Although
1: I will tell you, there are fans out there of Animal Kingdom who absolutely refuse; they do not want an Animal Kingdom. They say it doesn't fit the theme.
0: I mean, I think that's where you. I think that's where you could. You could very I easily could go
1: in EPCOT. I think it could go into Epcot. Epcot is a great
0: option too. I do. I do.
1: Okay. Do you want to move on to Toy Story 5? Let's
0: do Toy Story 5.
1: All right. I'll I'll start with this one. This is a big, big go with me. Okay. I'm ready. Ready. I'm excited. I think that where they need to go next with this is they need to cross over. And they need to cross over with the Wreck-It Ralph franchise. Oh snap! They need to cross over with. The, I know they're. I know it's Pixar and Disney. I get that, but some intercollaboration. They can figure that one out. I. I. I think that we've already saw, seen this with the Disney princesses in Wreck It Ralph. Ralph breaks the internet. But I think the next lay of the land is that I I think Bonnie's old now. I think, Mm -hmm. first of all, Andy's grown up. He's got, he'll have kids, I'm sure, at this next one. Bonnie, I think, is, you know, high school. She's kind of moving on. I think that, you know, Woody and Bo, they're out there traveling the world. Buzz, I think, has stayed, if I'm not mistaken, with the toys. He's kind of like the new captain, if you will. I think that toys, as we know them, are not what we knew them 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. And toys are much more interactive. And the video game element is a major important plot point. And whether they cross over with Wreck-It Ralph or not, I do believe they're going to have to bring that interactive element into Toy Story 5 to even resonate with today's kids. PlayStation, Nintendo Switch. um, Again, they've already got this this main franchise of Ralph Breaks the Internet of Wreck-It Ralph. Wouldn't it be cool if somehow the toys got digitized through like a Disney Infinity type experience or whatever? Right? Something like that. I mean, you could theoretically, I mean, with this Dreamlight Valley, they've got that broken. There's a way they could make that work where the characters of Wreck It Ralph meet the characters of Toy Story and there's some kind of a digitization there. I think that could be a lot of fun. I think it's a way to bring the new generation into the Toy Story idea. Because, again, I think we think that these toys from Toy Story are classics and will always resonate with children. I, maybe they will, but in the same regard, toys
0: as we know them are very very
1: different than they were when we were growing up
0: yeah absolutely like my kids get some toys and i'm like holy crap this is cool um Mm -hmm. uh now i will say i think the there is still an element like this is not so much of toy story five now there is an element of like you know you want to know what my kids love you know play food play kitchen like there is some element Mm -hmm. of they don't care about the digital stuff they enjoy that kind of stuff but regardless um i didn't i i the crossover thing is a very fun idea um and like bringing even if it's like just kind of like a minor plot point or even if you bring in like you know you 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 pay alan tudyk and he's he's the no it knows more makes Mm -hmm. an appearance you know you you just like I, i i i like that um Cause he's probably cheaper than like John C. Riley and Sarah Silverman. Uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe not. I have no idea what Alan Tudyk gets paid. Um, Yeah. This one was a tough one for me of all of them. I think this was the toughest to kind of figure out where they were going to go with this. Cause again, I thought that three was such a great ending that now it's kind of, and, and this has to be the last one. Like, it, like it, we're getting to the point of like, Th- this they have to wrap this franchise up or because I mean they tried to kind of start the spin-off thing with Lightyear well that didn't mm-hmm. you know that didn't really resonate with fans as much as I think no, they were hoping Light, for. Lightwear
1: actually like R- Lightyear actually um kind of like like left a sour taste in a lot of people's um D- did mouth. you see it? no Mm-mm.
0: um I, it, it's just like it's just weird. It's just a, like I, I I I was thinking about this because, you know, naturally, like you just think about Disney movies and it was just it was just strange. It was it was a movie that uh, it was fun. There were things that I liked about it. First of all, it there were a lot of complicated like themes with it where like, you know, it, where time was moving slower and faster for certain people. And like there was there was just a lot of of like things that if I'm trying to describe this to a kid like like we just watched high school musical three with my children and we had to try to describe to them what graduating was. Um, (laughs) And and it's like, uh, like trying to describe graduation to a five-year-old is like, it's, that's such a weird concept. Um, they'll
1: do like a kindergarten graduation, right?
0: Uh, I mean, we're homeschooling my oldest, so Ah, (laughs) not really. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, so anyway, um, uh, so it was it was just it was just strange. It was just a strange movie, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And and I think mm-hmm. just kind of deviated. Uh, spoiler alert. Um the big twist is that Zerg is a buzz from the future. Oh. And to me, that totally takes away from the source material because in Toy Story 2, it's the whole like, I am your father thing. And so it's like, okay, now you're telling me that it's a buzz from the future and uh, it, it was just, it was just weird. It was just a weird movie. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so kind of where I think they go with this is, maybe this is a little bit dark, but they time jump pretty significantly. And it's almost like these toys are elderly people now and are mm. kind of in the, you know, I can't be played with much longer because I'm, I'm, you know, they don't make me anymore. They don't make Woody's anymore. Like, like mm-hmm. you said, toys have changed.
1: Mm-hmm. They don't
0: make Buzz and Rex and Slinky. These toys don't exist anymore. Um, And, uh, and so there's some like, all right, we've lived out our adventures and now it's becoming an issue of, We what what's what's kind of the next step. Um, I think they can't help themselves and they bring an Andy element back in that, um, you know, they they are reunited with Andy is like, I'm going to go really dark here um andy has like dementia or something like that oh lord okay yeah but like the toys bring his memory back you know that's that's you know proven that things from your childhood can help rejog memories and things like that like maybe his kids um like are trying to connect with him and bring his old toys back in this is gonna be a this is gonna be a tearjerker um But I I, I think it's it's what I'm curious to see is how does the gang reconnect? Because I have a hard time believing that they're just going to go with here's Woody's storyline and here's Buzz and the rest of the gang storyline. It's going to have to be like they reconnect in some way. And I I think that Andy is the is the linchpin. I I think Disney can't help themselves. They're going to be like, all right, we got to bring him back.
1: I I just thought about something as as you were talking. If I wanted to go in a complete different uh, direction um you could <laughs> we could um go in horror story mode yes and and make this a crossover with Wally skip ahead to when Wally is clearing the earth of all this yes. junk and and he uncovers the toy bin of these toys and they're running for their lives and Wally is the big bad monster that's trying to get them and suck them up and you know? Make oh my up.
0: gosh! I love it. That would be hilarious. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Man,
1: They're completely a post-apocalyptic
0: t- toy store. Post-
1: uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs>
0: I love it. I love it. Uh. Uh, I mean, uh, or I mean, you could do like a Bonnie Andy type thing. Like, like there's, there's, there's. I, I think they gotta bring some kind of kid into it because ultimately that is kind of like a big part of each of the toy story movies. Like obviously the first one is all about vying for Andy's affection. Two is all about making sure that, you know, we're back before Andy gets home. Three is figuring out what this means. Now, where, where's our role now that Andy's gone Four is similar. Like, you know, it's all about Bonnie and, and uh, you know, we need to be there for a kid. And then for Woody to realize, no, I need to find other toys, you know, their kid. Um you know, I I'm I, I think there has to be some kind of kid focus. Um and what that is, I'm not sure. I've also been I've also was trying to think of like what's a a, a a a thing in a toy's life cycle that they haven't gone through because like they've gone through the daycare, they've gone through like the 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 toy store. Um, and I, 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 didn't know if there was like a selling on eBay element or, um, uh, um, again, that's why I was thinking like the broken run down like you can't get these toys anymore. Cause that was, I, I was, it, had Toy Story 2 not had the whole collector's mentality, I would say that's where they're going. Like they're going to be collectible, but they kind of went through that with Toy Story 2 and that wasn't what they wanted to do. So it'd be kind of weird for them to go back like, okay, well now we want to be collectible. Bring back the chicken man. All right. Moving on to uh,
1: Frozen 3. Have at it.
0: Okay. I think that this story is very Anna focused. And uh, because, you know, she's now like when we, we leave her on Frozen 2, she is like being coronated as the queen of Arendelle. Um, and I think that, um, she, she begins to struggle with her queen duties that, you know, this is kind of Elsa's thing and, um, uh, you know, early on with any, I mean, this is, this is any new job that anybody joins. Like Mm -hmm. it's, you know, you got the rose colored glasses. It's great. Everyone's so forgiving in your first year because, you know, you're just learning you're brand new. And I think things start to kind of, you know, turn sour. Um, so that's kind of a, 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 a plot point. But I've got two things that I, I think could be kind of like the main plot. Um, I, I, I really like the long lost family thing. Kristoff's family is a big mystery. That he's just like, oh, yeah, he was raised by these trolls. It's like, yeah, but he's human. So he came from somewhere. Um, and I think that there's an element of that that could be interesting. Um, you know, Kristoff's wh- origins and how he came to be with the trolls, and uh, the that person could either be an antagonist or a part of the story. And then I think mm. there's also like a a comeback of Prince Hans, uh, uh mm. like like hostile takeover type thing. Like, uh, uh Arendelle and Anna are somehow manipulated into. Giving up the kingdom, leaving its defenses down, something along those lines, and you know everyone has to team up to thwart him again because you know it's not like it's not like Hans is 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 dead, and so it could very much be like a Hans. Now he yes, he was thirteenth in line, but tragedy struck his family. Man, I'm in a really dark mood today, and yeah, he is, are. and he is now the king and of his country of the Southern Isles, and can. Command the Southern Isles to do something, and mm-hmm. I, I think that would be an interesting, like full circle thing to kind of uh do, the, uh, uh, turn the trilogy around. What do you think? I like it. I
1: like it. All right, I, I'm going to pitch mine, and I want to see what you think at the end of this. Okay. All right, I'm ready. All right, so we're 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 several years into the future at this point. Anna and Kristoff have gotten married. Um, unfortunately though, um, and they've had a child, so, you know, whatever the child's name is and the child is, is kind of in her teenage years. She's, Ah. you know, 17, 18 years old at this point, Anna and Kristoff, unfortunately, they, they, even though they got married, things just didn't work out and they have since separated.
0: Um,
1: very early and and part of that has to do with the fact that their child, um, uh, you know, we'll call her Chrissy. I don't know. Um. Uh, Chrissy um, uh, started to show signs of the powers that her aunt has um, starting very early on. And as she got into her preteen years and definitely in her teenage years, these powers started to grow and become um, overpowering for her. And um, kind of as a last last ditch effort, Anna kind of reaches out to Elsa and, and is like, I need you to mentor her. We need you to help her get these powers in check. And in um, uh, one evening, Elsa's working with her and and just see something in her that is, um, it's like bad. It's like dark. It's like it's evil.
0: uh, It's the Luke Skywalker, uh, uh, Kylo Ren thing.
1: I thought you'd pick, I was hoping you'd pick up on that. Yeah, I was totally yeah. <laughs> doing it. Okay, okay. no, I was doing it on purpose. I was doing,
0: I was trying to say, <laughs> I, wonder,
1: I wonder how long he'll take to get this before I go through it. That's exactly where I was going with it. It's it's, it's, so it's basically The Force Awakens, but Frozen. It's The Frozen Three Awakens.
0: <laughs> okay, all right. I'm here for it, man. Let's just just copy <laughs> and paste the script and just insert, like, you know, I told else.
1: Myself. I was like, I wonder how long it's going to take for him to get this. In all, in all seriousness, though, so, okay, that was fun. Um, I would like to see an origin story of the trolls. mm where'd they come from i honestly i would like to even see an origin story of the uh, the indigenous people from the forest and yeah, a more kind of what that's them. all about yeah um another thought i had on this is and this is the talking out of the other sides of my mouth thing that i talked about earlier Uh i would like to see elsa wind up with someone mm-hmm. um i'd like to see leave her see her find love romantic love I also think that Elsa is a prime character to be able to find love that necessarily isn't opposite gendered. I I think that there has been a large force of, of people out there who have kind of presumed uh, Elsa to be LGBTQ Mm -hmm. and, um, this would be a prime opportunity for Disney to kind of insert themselves into that conversation again, without making a big deal of it. If she just finds love. She finds a partner. She finds someone that, you know, and, and, and there's a way to do it in such a way that it, 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 it shows up as genuine and authentic. And I, I would love to see Elsa, um, be able to find that because up until this point, she's not shown any romantic inclinations whatsoever. No, And, um, yeah. Which on the, I, which on the
0: I, one hand is something that I really like about her character. Yeah. Like you said, we're talking out of both sides of our mouth here, Um, but go with me where, because there is something to be said about, listen, you do not have to find a romantic partner in life in order to mm-hmm. be successful. Exactly. If you want to be single, good on you. Like, <laughs> like, that's fine. <laughs> um, well, there, there,
1: there, there's a, there's a huge part of the LGBT, LGBTQ community that rep, that really resonates with Elsa's story of becoming herself as a version of coming out. Yes. And, and, and so this would be that next lot, like that show yourself song. I have friends who to this day cannot listen to that song because it makes them so emotional mm-hmm. about their own coming out story. Right. So yeah. I think just that next logical progression would be who does she find and again, I don't need her to be that stereotypical princess that falls in the arms of a man or a woman. I need her to find someone that she wants to spend the rest of her life with or spend at least a portion of her life that with that she that she finds challenging and adventurous and exciting and all those things that are part of being a human being. Right. Yeah. And I think that could be fun as well.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's you know, it's the the best thing about these characters is that we, it, there's so many people have related to them uh mm-hmm. in in multiple ways i mean how many how many sisters out there have have just resonated with these two characters because of their sisterly relationship um you know it it it's there's really really solid characters in there um the i mean we also got like you know, Olaf had kind of a subplot. I I didn't really couldn't figure out. I think he's just kind of gonna be there for comic relief and things like that. Um he always is
1: there for comic you know. relief. Come on now. He had a subplot number two, he had a very subplot number one, and you know, he's a comic relief, absolutely. Yeah.
0: yeah, he's your fun side character. So yeah. Um, you know, so like and kind of what do you think? Like this is one of those we love to hear on yeah. uh like especially our Facebook group. Like, what what do you want to see? What do you not want to see? Um, um, other stuff like that. I mean, it's no denying that these are going to be big deals, and obviously, you know, especially Frozen Three. Um, and I, I think one of the things that I, that I think you know was a common thread with Frozen Three, with with both of our things, is we went with like, some more adult themes, and that mm-hmm. very much. And same with, I think that's why with Toy Story, I went with some more like heavy things, is because again, we're talking. Now you know, Frozen is going to span from. Frozen one in 2013 to Frozen three in 2026. So if you were a eight year old girl in 2013, you're 21, and and so in some cases they have to like scale this up with the audience. And I'm not saying making an a. make it a, a film targeted at adults. I almost said adult film and that would have been uh,
1: <laughs> but Not a different um, podcast reading at that point.
0: Um, But um, similar with toy story, like, I mean, you're, you're talking kids from 1995 that you're having to like make this movie relevant for them. We're in all... our
1: forties now. Come on. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's I just, said, I said yeah. that when frozen two came out though, I said that yeah. when frozen two came out was that, Frozen 2 was edgier than Frozen One because the the kids that were kids when Frozen One came out in 2013, six years later, they're in their teens. Yeah. Right. So now here we are again, six years later for the next one to come out, six or seven years later, they're in their 20s. Did Walt Disney himself actually said this years ago that make a movie for the adults to enjoy and the kids will enjoy it too. Yeah. And and I think, I think, um, I think that maybe in some ways Disney did lose sight of that in some areas, and so yeah, I'd like to see them bring that. Maybe that's one of the reasons why Zootopia was as good as it was. It had a lot of adult themes to it. The kids liked it for the cute, cuddly, you know, plush yeah. characters and stuff. But there are there are themes that we have to tackle and be aware of. And um, I'm I, I think that Disney needs to make that jump of of you know more adult oriented. More, maybe mature oriented is the best way to put it. More, you know, more, well, more high level.
0: I mean, it's like why Inside Out connects with so many people. And I'm sure mm-hmm. Inside Out too, coming this summer, I believe, will connect with people. Mm-hmm. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, you're bringing these much heavier um, uh, uh, things that um, gives kind of me as a person with depression. Like I've often told people, like, depression is exactly what is inside out Mm -hmm. where it's like just the absence of joy you know Mm -hmm. you have all these other emotions that are trying to be joy and it just doesn't it doesn't work like that and they Mm -hmm. can't just like transport joy back into the hub and and be joyful and even when she's there you have to bring in the set like it's it's a really important visual. And I mean, like you said, with, uh, with the show yourself song and all this, like it, like that kind of things can give people an idea of what, cause I am never going to know what coming out feels like. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. never going to be something that I'm really truly going to know. But hearing that tie in, gives me a much clearer picture of what those emotions are. Yeah. And um, so like, that's the beauty that movies can have and that Disney's done in the past. And, you know, kind of recently of like, you know, these emotions that we all experience and um, helping us kind of connect with each other of how we interact with the world around us.
1: Yep. And that's always been Walt's it's kind of always been his vision of what he wanted for the company. So all right. Well, it is uh closing time. Um, if you would like to get a hold of us, there are a number of ways to do that. First and foremost, if you have not checked out fakesportsteams.com, um, lots of great swag and merch over there, including an entire beers and ears collection. Um, I know I got my I, I was wearing my beers and ears shirt yesterday. I got my beers my steamboat's um hoodie, which I just washed and hung up, which is fantastic. Um, lots of great stuff over there. So that's Matt's kind of side gig. Um, you can also check out caseywoolly.com. So just my name.com. Uh, if you're looking to plan a trip, um, may, um, you, you uh, talked
0: at the top of all those trips that you're planning. Look at, like, yeah, trust him.
1: <laughs> Magical Memories by Casey. It costs you nothing extra. I specialize in Disney, Universal, um, cruises, and all inclusives. If you're looking to do any of those, I would love to help you. Even if you're not looking to do one of those, I can still help you with your trip. It costs you nothing extra. Um, you also can go to our website, sorcerernetwork.com. Sor- Sor- All this magic under one hat. Whether it's my uh, travel agency, mattsfakesportsseams.com, the and Years podcast, discontinued on display. When are we coming out with that? I heard that was coming soon.
0: Yeah, we're 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 still recording. Um, uh, uh, Chris is going through some some job changes right now, and so uh, we're. I'm I'm making sure that I'm giving him space to to do, do this thing yeah
1: fair enough so that's coming soon the twitch channel and of course the sorcerer blog they're all there so check out sorcerernetwork.com, um and then yeah beers and ears podcast on facebook you can also find us at beers ears that's right at beers and ears wait at beers ears 20 wait what is it at beers ears 1928 that's it. yes right? that's it at beers ears 1928 on instagram wow uh or you can email us at beers and ears
0: 1928 at gmail.com so uh matt let's raise our glasses raise our glasses we are like one month to our four-year anniversary <laughs> Lord, we got to figure out what we're gonna do we got to figure out what we're doing
1: <laughs> <laughs> we uh, are one month from that oh my yeah. god isn't that crazy Four years Hey Matt, let's start a podcast. Yeah. As I'm folding t-shirts from the Disney Store. Yeah. With one day. We're old. We'll call it the Beers and Ears. That's really good. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Gracious. All right. Well, <laughs> this one's on us. Uh, we will see you again real soon. Bye, everyone.